Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And now, here's this Sunday's message. Some of you know that I enjoy cycling. That passion for cycling goes back to my childhood. When I was a kid, I had one of those bikes that had the, the things in the spokes that made noise. So every time I'd bike to school, everybody could hear me coming. Now, when I was coming of age, you know, when I was getting to the end of elementary school, I got this brand new CCM mountain bike. Now, if you're not from Canada, that is actually a very average brand. But for me as a kid, it was a really big deal. And so I remember it fondly, and especially because it had these, these new features. Never before uh, on a mountain bike, it had bullhorns. So that's just an extension of the, the handlebars. But at the time, they were super cool. So I remember uh, biking to school, and early on in those first couple weeks, one day at the end of the school day, I was walking out to the bike rack, looking for my bike, There it was, but the bullhorns were gone. A bike thief had taken an Allen key and stripped my bike of this rare and precious commodity, and no doubt to sell it on the black market or something. And and I just thought to myself, I cried out as as a kid with these existential questions, why God, why did you let this happen? Why is there evil in the world? Why do bad things happen to good people? Now, of course, I'm being a little bit silly here, but I want to introduce, uh, in a fun way, a very heavy topic. This, This idea of suffering in the world. And maybe you've asked similar questions. Why? Why did this happen to me? Or maybe if you yourself are not suffering, there's somebody that you love, that you're close to, who is suffering, and you're asking, why, God, why does this person have to go through all this suffering? I know for myself, uh, earlier this year, somebody very, very close to my heart uh, was diagnosed with a pretty serious mental illness. And they had to be hospitalized for a time, and I, and I remember uh, just seeing that situation and not being able to do anything about it, feeling utterly powerless and crying out in the same way, like knowing that this person's life is affected, there's so many people around this person who are impacted by this, and just saying, God, why? Why does this have to happen? Why is there so much suffering? Now, if you didn't think that there was much suffering in the world, I think these last four months or so since the pandemic hit have made it evidently clear that there is suffering everywhere. At the moment, there's there's over 13 million cases of COVID-19 worldwide. There are, I think, over 3.5 million just in the United States alone. Over half a million people have died. And then here, locally in Nova Scotia, there's been so much tragedy. We had, a few months ago, the worst mass shootings in Canadian history. There was a helicopter crash. There was a a snowbird's crash. We're surrounded by suffering. And you might be asking the question, why? Why, God, does this have to happen? 
Now, what I want to enter into today is the realm of what's called theodicy. You're like, what? The Odyssey, like by Homer? No, no, The Odyssey. It's, a, it's a, a realm of philosophy that tries to reconcile two things. The reality that Christians believe in a good God, and yet there is evil and suffering in the world. How can those things coexist? Sometimes it's presented this way. Okay, so Christians believe that God is, is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all good, and yet, why does he allow there to be suffering in the world? Now, this is a huge subject. There's no sound bites that could possibly uh, uh, cover this whole topic, and today, I'm just going to be scratching the surface, and in fact, I want to recommend that you go check out a talk that was given by Father James Mallon uh, during a mission he did earlier in, in April of 2020. And uh, it, he did it. You can just search on YouTube, YouTube, Father James Mallon, Holy Trinity Mission, and it should come right up. It was his first talk of the mission, and uh, I just strongly recommend it. He, it's probably, now, I'm kind of biased. Father James is the previous pastor here. He's my mentor. But I really think it's one of the best talks I've ever heard on this subject. It's about an hour long, so buckle up. I watched it at double speed, so I just saved a bit of time. You can do that, too. By the way, also, if you're just joining us, uh, I want to mention we are in a preaching series right now uh, called In Your Head. It's a preaching series on mental health. And the whole point is to recognize that this is a real thing, our mental health, just like we got physical health, we also all have mental health. We can be healthier at times or less healthy at other times. But what's important is that Jesus needs to be part of of the conversation. He has something meaningful to offer us. And so today, as I'm going to be talking about suffering, theodicy, you know, I also want us to focus in specifically on mental health or, or struggles with mental illness. Because perhaps you yourself, as we've been covering topics in these last few weeks, burnout, depression, anxiety, maybe you've been feeling struggles within yourself where you're feeling low or depressed or exhausted or filled with anxiety. And you're asking, why? Maybe you're even praying. You're saying, God, take this away from me. God, heal me. And you're wondering why it hasn't happened yet. Well, I just want you to know that, uh, that we're going to enter into this very, very important and meaningful subject today. And we're actually going to look at the gospel to try to understand why God would allow there to be suffering. Today in the gospel, Jesus uses an agricultural image, uh, not unlike last week, where you got this, this story of a good sower who goes through the field sowing wheat seed, and then somebody else who comes along and sows seeds of weeds. Now, I'll try to say that two times fast. Seeds of weeds, seeds of weeds. There, is this, uh, there was this tactic in ancient uh, warfare where the enemy would come in uh, to your field and sow weeds everywhere so as to destroy your crops and, and cut off your food supply. And that would obviously affect your, your troops and your ability to fight. 
So much so that Roman law forbade uh, people to sow weeds. Now, in what happens today, Jesus tells the parable, later he explains, okay, the wheat represents the children of the kingdom, the good. And the weeds represents the children of the evil one. Now, today I want to talk about the weeds uh, as, in a more generic sense, as evil in general or, or suffering. I think there's three important lessons that we can draw from this parable. Number one, God can only cause good, but at times, God permits evil. The Son of Man, Jesus, God sows uh, this seed. God plants this wheat, and it, and it reads, While everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat, and then went away. So this enemy here is referring to the devil, Satan, the enemy of God, the enemy of the human race, whose sole purpose is to divide humanity from God. So this enemy comes in, and what struck me was actually the last part of that line, where it says, the enemy does his work, and then went away. Did you notice that? In other words, uh, the enemy is not sticking around to take credit for his evil work. He's working under the cloak of darkness in a hidden, covered, secret way. So that we might end up putting the blame on God. Just think about it for a sec. When you suffer, what's your go-to? Who do you blame? Could it be that you're saying, you know, why God did you make this happen? I know sometimes I, I feel that way. Well, look at what the text says. Even the slaves, imagine this, a slave having the audacity to go to the master and say this, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? It's like this moment of doubt where, where the master is saying, uh, God, uh, is it possible that you made a mistake? That there's weeds here uh, because of you? That you did something wrong? God, are you the one who caused this suffering? See, the enemy's first tactic is to sow doubt to sow deception, to try to make us believe that, you know what? God isn't good. And God actually wants us to suffer. It's, it's God's fault. He's to blame. That's the enemy's MO. But the truth is that God desires our good. It's the evil one behind this stuff. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that all evil, all suffering is directly because of the devil. Some is the cause of Satan. Some is because of really bad human choices. And some suffering is random. There, there isn't a meaningful explanation for it. But the point is that God doesn't desire any of it for us. He causes good, but he permits at times evil. In the same way that parents Somehow, uh, with, when they're ch with their children, they permit their kids to ex experience suffering, maybe because of bad choices. And they, they watch and they, they allow that to happen. Okay, the second point is this. God waits for our sake. 
God doesn't immediately come in and remove all the suffering, all the evil. Uh, and it's actually not because he's trying to be mean to us or make us, you know, just, just feel it a little bit longer. No, it's for our sake. We have this tendency as humans. I know I do. When there's a problem, I just want to fix it right away. But listen to what the text says. So they discover, uh, the slaves find out, okay, it must have been an enemy that did this. And they're like, okay, master, do you want us to start weeding right away? And he says this, no, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. See, God doesn't want to do anything that could possibly cause harm to us, the wheat. And so when he waits, what he's doing, he's not trying to prolong our suffering. He's trying to protect his people. And in fact, you know, when I, when I think about this, part of the problem, see the weeds, and uh, scholars believe that it's probably this poisonous plant called darnel, which looks a lot like wheat, especially in the early stages of growth. And uh, so it's hard to, to differentiate. You see, the world, it's not that cut and dry. We can't just say, okay, all the evil people, all those who are evil incarnate, we're going to put them over here. And all the people who are purely good, we're going to put them over here and just separate the two. Because actually, I know for myself, I've got wheat and I've got weeds growing in my own heart. There's good and there's bad growing side by side. And God waits patiently giving us a chance to, to repent, to turn back to him so that we can be saved. Okay, the third point is this. In the end, all will be made right. And this is the point, this image of the harvest, that if you wait for the harvest, that's when God is going to solve all the problems. The, the current suffering, the current evil, it's temporary. It's not permanent. God He may permit evil, but it's just for a time. He causes good for all of eternity. And in the end of time, all will be made right. The, The weeds in the story, they get burned. The weeds are gathered to be in, uh, in God's barn there for all of eternity in heaven. And I just think of another passage from, uh, Matthew 5, the Sermon on the Mount, the, the Beatitudes, some of these, when you, when you think of the, what's happening right now versus what's forever. Blessed are those who mourn right now, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, those who are meek right now, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake in this moment, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Suffering is temporary. God causes good, but permits evil. God waits for our sake, and in the end, all will be made right. Okay, so what can we do in response to suffering? If you're, especially if you're struggling with mental health in some way, and you've been crying out, like, God, take this away from me, heal me, or you know somebody you love who is suffering, Make it end for them, all of their suffering. Here's my advice to you. Don't let the suffering go to waste. 
That's a line I actually got from Father Bob Adar, the founder of my community, the Companions of the Cross. Don't let the suffering go to waste. If you are suffering in some way, it means that you're qualified. If you're suffering, it means that you actually have something meaningful to offer. I was talking to a young lady. She's uh, in university. She struggled with anxiety basically her whole life. And I was asking her about it. And she said, you know what? In a strange way, this anxiety, it's deepened my relationship with God. It's, it's caused me to trust in him even more. And some of my friends in school who also struggle with anxiety, I'm able to minister to them, to comfort them. She's able to offer compassion and empathy because she can say, hey, I've been there. I know exactly what you're going through. You see, the suffering in her life is real. It hasn't been instantly removed, but she's used it for the sake of others. Don't let the suffering go to waste. Another really amazing spiritual opportunity that we have is that we can use this suffering and unite it to the suffering of Jesus. Why does God allow suffering? Honestly, I have no idea. But this is what I do know. That God doesn't watch from a distance. He has literally come into our suffering. If you've ever watched a loved one suffer, God the Father knows what that's like. He's watched his beloved son suffer and hang on the cross. And the result of that is that all the power that is needed to, re- to save all of humanity flows from the cross. God didn't cause evil, but he permitted this to happen so that a greater good could could come about, so that there'd be an opportunity for every single human soul to be saved, a chance for everyone to receive the free gift of life with God, to to live the satisfying life here now, and to be with him forever in the next life. When we suffer, we have a chance to unite ourselves to the suffering of Jesus on the cross. And that can actually do something. It can, it can, it can bring value. It can help in the salvation of souls. Our suffering can actually have meaning. Don't let the suffering go to waste. I mentioned Father Bob Bedard. I'll just end with this. He was the founder of my community, just a great mentor in the priesthood to me. He uh, was teaching in high school in Ottawa. In 1975, he experienced probably one of the very first school shootings. At the time, these were unheard of. And it was tragic. Uh, The shooter came right into his own classroom. Students died right before his eyes. He couldn't do anything. And, and the, those in charge at the time, they didn't know what to do. So they just whitewashed the walls. And the very next day, students were back in class. Can you imagine the impact 
on their mental health. 20 years after that, in the mid-90s, Father Bob, who had, who had gone through so much suffering in different ways, he didn't just learn it from a textbook, he lived it. He then founded the Companions and endured all kinds of stress because of us young Companions of the Cross. Uh, in the 90s, he went through a major mental breakdown. It was devastating. He had to be hospitalized. He was put on medication. He entered a severe depression. I think now we look back, we could say, yeah, he was probably suffering from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Father Bob suffered so greatly, but he didn't let the suffering go to waste. Honestly, I, I only knew him after his recovery. As an adult, I really only knew him uh, after he had come out of that season of his life. And truly, I, I say this, he is my primary example of a human who models the unconditional love of God the Father. He didn't let the suffering go to waste. He continued to unite all of his sufferings to the suffering of Jesus Christ for the sake of other people. And you know what? I have no business saying this, but I believe he's, he's in heaven. And maybe one day he's going to be a saint, an official saint, you know, maybe the, the patron of PTSD or something like that. But, but Father Bob, he kept using the suffering for good. Don't let the suffering go to waste. I urge you, don't spend too much time pondering the philosophical questions. You know, why is there evil in the world? Why is there suffering? Why would a good God allow evil and suffering. Instead, go to the God who suffers. Go to Jesus and just say, I unite my sufferings to your suffering on the cross. Use it to save souls. Thanks so much for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. Have a lovely day.